right, so we don't want to wait. We don't want to wait. We're back. We're back. My name is Stephanie, and your name is Robin. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about... Smallville. The... <laughs> it's so weird. You know what's so weird? <laughs> Speaking of, it's so weird to, to you know to watch Smallville all the way through ten seasons, get to twenty eleven, <laughs> yes. and then go back to Angel season five, and we're in we're in two thousand three again. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. We, you know? we can't. We, we just keep regressing. Yeah, it's true. Uh, meanwhile, oh, in the, it's so confusing. And uh, you know, folks, if you don't know what we're talking about, we have we have started Redemption Cast up again. We're on season five of Angel. This is a this is a show that we've been watching and podcasting about since 2011. Um, and yeah, meanwhile, I'm getting ready for Atlanta and meeting uh, Brian Austin Green and Ian Ziering, and um, I'm watching uh, old episodes of 90210. <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! Let me tell you, if we keep this going for another few years, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like, we got to we got to do ten seasons of 90210. <laughs> it is so ridiculous. <laughs> It is so uh, like overwrought and uh it's so cheesy. It's uh, I'm having a blast. Anyway. <laughs> Reliving your teens. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Did you watch it back in the Oh yeah, yeah. The nine oh two one oh gang graduated the same year I did. That's gonna date me. Oh wow. I'm very old. I'm sure I watched it. Cause I remember the Peach Pit mm -hmm. and Brendan. Brandon, Br what's his yeah, what's her name? Brandon, Brandon, <laughs> Dylan, and Dylan. Dylan is so cool. Oh, then every baby born after that was named Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so look forward to 2020. We're gonna uh, we're going to um, celebrate the downfall of this uh, horrible era by uh, taking on a different horrible era, and that would be the 90s. <laughs> and uh, the nine oh two ten seasons of nine oh two no twenty twenty. Okay. Well we gotta get away from the ten seasons of Smallville. We gotta do some I know, we things. have to do little things. Just like just like uh Fleabag. Fleabag was great. Was that a segue? You watch it in one yeah, you could watch it in one afternoon, yep. binge the whole thing. Okay, the much allotted, much heralded Fleabag. Like I kept seeing celebrities. Oh, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, was it brilliant? Um, yeah, that word gets thrown around a bit, doesn't it? <laughs> that, that, that's a very <laughs> much a uh, that's a th that's a word I see on Twitter like all the time. Like everything's brilliant. Um, it was really different. Um, I uh, since we're kind of transferring from or transitioning from Smallville, and you know we've been doing teen shows like crazy on this. It's so funny, and I wasn't even sure how to approach talking about an adult show because <laughs> this is a very <laughs> adult show. There's lots of sexy stuff in here that uh, I, I'm just going to make Steph describe scenes, um, and uh, just sit back and listen to to it. But uh, um, brilliant. Um, I would say it's very unique and was constantly surprising to me. Um, and and there, I love that there was a little mystery throughout where you're trying to figure out what – like at first you're like – you know, every once in a while they, um, a TV show will throw like a character with quirks at you. And you're just like, oh, TV character, quirks. This person's just upsetting everything about the status quo about them and that's going to be the fun of watching the show. But soon uh -huh. you realize, no, 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 no. This is There's like a reason why she's acting this way. There's a reason why she's not – She's not comfortable in her her surroundings, 
and she's constantly rebelling against everything. Yeah. And then there's that huge turn at the end. It's not a twist, mm-hmm. really, but the, a reveal, a big reveal at the mm-hmm. end. And I think, and I kept thinking, this is not brilliant. What is everybody talking about? It must be at the end when we get this final shoe drop to, to figure out what the deal is with her character. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, I can see why people would say brilliant, but this is such a writerly thing, mm-hmm. you know. This whole she's acting out sexually because of some some trauma in her life, right. and it's like I, it's like it's not a realistic thing. It's just a writerly thing, and I think people who maybe are writers respond to this more than everyday normal people um i act out sexually all the time like i just respond to things constantly uh uh, i don't think you do (laughs) i'm not around you i only talk to you over the internet (laughs) but i can probably you know bet a million dollars that that is not true uh yeah so anyway uh, no, I am I am I am straight laced, and there's absolutely nothing edgy about me whatsoever. So uh, look no further. Yeah, the 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 only edgy thing about me is I like to joke about how I enjoy seeing Angel or <laughs> Clark Kent. <laughs> or Clark Kent shirtless and bound. You know, that's like that's as kinky as I get. Yeah. So I, we should really say, though, um, if, if you've made it this far and you're wondering what's going on here, we we're talking about Fleabag this week, but we're also talking about like the entire uh, series one. It's six episodes, six half-hour episodes. So if you made it this far and you're like, oh, should I dip my toes into it? Hopefully we've uh, sold you on it. Um, and uh, It's dark. It's dark. It's so funny, though. It's so perverted and, yeah. <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's definitely an adult show. Don't watch it with your kids. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So. Yeah. So if you don't want to be spoiled, go ahead and turn it off. Turn 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 us off now and turn it on and watch mm-hmm. it and then come back later. Okay. So uh, you've watched it or you've said, I'm not going to watch it. They can just tell me about it. And I definitely don't have full recaps here, but I had I had an idea here. That maybe we can just talk about each of the characters first, and then um, after we're done talking about each of the characters, um, we'll just go through episode by episode and just talk about some specific funny bits, because I've got, like, you know, a few notes for each thing, for each episode that I just definitely wanted to comment on. Okay. Um, so, uh, shall we start with, uh, well, we, we've already started talking about Fleabag. Did you look, bring up the IMDb credits, by the way, and just like look for character names? <laughs> because. No. Uh, uh-uh. Okay. Cause like she is called Fleabag, uh, in the credits and she's never actually called by a name at all in the show that I could tell. Um, but Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Oh, oh Yeah. Surely she was. Surely her sister called her. I don't think so. By her name? I don't think so. Huh. Well, I know when I would pause on on Amazon video, Mm -hmm. it would, you know, it would show the actor's name because it's kind of connected to IMDb or something. And it would show the the character name and it would say Fleabag. Yeah, X Ray. Mm Dad is dad, and I know the really hot guy, the, you know, the hot guy. 
<laughs> His name was Arsehole Guy. Arsehole Guy. Fuck me, ass. <laughs> oh, uh, we're probably going to swear this episode. <laughs> there's, uh, there's a lot of swearing in this show. Uh, all right. So, uh, Fleabag, um, like, well, her world is basically all these different people around her. So, um, how about, uh, okay. So her sister's name is Claire and Claire is married to Martin and uh, you just watched Stranger Things season two. So you saw Martin. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I know, um, Brett Gelman, Brett, Brett Gelman from, oh Lord, so many things. (laughs) Another period. Oh yeah, one of the best uh, name shows what ever. Else have I s- <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was in Twin Peaks. Oh really? Uh huh. I tried to watch this movie he made, Lemon, uh, but it was terrible. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Uh- but yeah, I, I, he has kind of that sense of humor. I can see. I could totally see why he's the only American in the mm-hmm. cast because he has. He has that sense of humor. Yeah. So, you know, we've got uptight British woman, uh, which is their sister. Um, yeah. It's kind of weird that Claire is married to Martin. Yeah. Because he is an alcoholic. He's fun. He's a fun alcoholic. Because cause Fleabag says, you know, nobody will say anything because they don't want to lose those fun times out drinking with Martin. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's so fun. He's also really sexually inappropriate. <laughs> I love that scene where he's just like, they're all at a restaurant and he's like, you got to go to the bathroom and take your clothes off or t- take down your pants. I'm going to come in there. Fuck you. Like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, uh, why would you uh, say that in public? much, buddy. Yeah. And he turns out to be much more of a slime ball as we, I mean, he usually, he turns into like one of the baddies of the show as we move along, you know? Um, yeah. How uh, he's just and and uh, you know and it's just sad that um, oh, well definitely want to mention about Claire. I love that uh, Claire and Fleabag like work on being sisters and uh, keeping family traditions, but also like work on um, being good feminists. <laughs> like they're always <laughs> oh well, what it is is dad because they lost their mother. Uh-huh. He doesn't know how to deal with them. He doesn't know how to show them affection or love because, like, when he, when they come over for the mother's memorial service, memorial memorial brunch mm-hmm. or whatever, he does. He walks up to them and doesn't hug right. them. Right? He like shakes Fleabag's hand. <laughs> yeah, and so that's how what he he gives them gifts of going to these feminist uh, retreats. Oh, right. Yes, that's right. He bought he bought the uh, the quiet one. Um, but he also sent them to the. Uh, where it was like a a, t- a talk, this, the um, yeah. And by the way, I, the co- I was looking at uh, IMDb, and I believe that the lady, the lecture speaker, was uh, uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge's mother. <laughs> so, oh, wow. hey, there's traffic going by my house. You're welcome, podcast audience. But but it's like uh, she and her sister. That's the only like they only interact with each other because they have to because mm-hmm. they have to go to these retreats or. Conferences that their dad has paid for. Yeah, but also I think Claire, you know, she admits towards the end when she has this uh, offer to go to Finland and you know leave everything behind and do something good for herself. That not only does she feel like 
you know, she's married and she's has an obligation there, but she also feels like she has to take care of her sister too. Like she's got to keep an eye mm. on her. So it's like, yeah, she probably would rather just like live in her own little world, but, um, things keep pulling her out of her shell. It's sad that at the end of the series that, and, and I hear there's a series too, but at the end of this series, um, Series two coming, like ne- next year, I think. I, I don't know. Um, that she decides to not go to Finland to stay with Martin and pretty much like believe him over uh, her sister because her sister, as we find out, can't be trusted. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that t- when we find out that big reveal at the end, that changes everything. Yeah. I mean, I, it definitely doesn't change. Um, it doesn't change how I felt about her. I felt like it was well, but, but she's an unreliable narrator. You think so? You think you think what, the stuff that she's, she's been telling us? Yeah, she's been telling us a lot of things and leading us to believe a lot of things, and then that big reveal turns out that she she was an unreliable narrator. Well, I don't think so. I think I think if she was an unreliable narrator, some of the stuff that we'd seen before would be proven. Untrue, but we see like a flash of the belts being undone, and she says, yeah. "Not yet." It seemed like she needed to, uh, you know, accept it or work her way to telling us about that. I don't think anything she told us before we saw before didn't happen, except maybe like, like what happened on the subway. <laughs> oh, can I? Okay, now that was brilliant. That's when I was like, yes, more of that, please. Yeah, I actually opened up the podcast with that song. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, Sale. Sale! Yeah, and, and those and the people on the tube... Uh, oh, I like how you said the tube. I can't explain it. Yes, the tube, yeah. <laughs> we got to break out our British jargon. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot of traffic going by my flats. Uh... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So all these people are like twerking out on the subway to this music, and it all seems to be going on inside Fleabag's head. And then she says, it "Must be my period." <laughs> yeah, or they must be on was, their wait. It must. Yeah, it must. Her, her, she feels her period coming up. That's right. And so, what do you explain to me uh, as a as a as a woman? As a woman. Well, I, I don't think that that's real. I don't think that that's a mint. As I was, because uh, I was, because Morgan didn't understand it. She was like, she it, she laughed. Yeah. We laughed, but then when she said it was her period, we laughed, and we we were like, but that's really not healthy <laughs> because you don't you don't really lose your. I guess I guess she's saying that having PMS makes you lose your mind. Yes, yeah. but it just makes you real cranky and irritable. And like everything people are doing around you might be kind of a n- more annoying. Than I said, I don't or... think it's meant to be taken literally. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so what were we talking about? We were talking about the sister and uh, Martin. Martin is a skis ball. Um, I yeah. really manipulative and um, yeah, just a, just a total scum. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How about the bus rodent? I, I, I like at first was like, what the heck with this guy? But also, but at the end, I felt so sad for him. This is the, the guy that's super oh. attractive, but then you see his teeth are, he's got these gigantic. I know. I, 
Well, see, I didn't realize his name was Buford. That's what they call him in the credits. And I, and I didn't realize that I didn't know if he was supposed to have been ugly or dumb or I thought oh, those just his teeth. Uh-huh. Like, I didn't know. <laughs> uh, I did feel sad for a minute because he, he's, this guy is so, like, eager. He wants to be, like, super romantic. He wants to, like, show her the time of her life. But, you know, she's just kind of using him, um, you know, for attention. She is. But then when they're at the birthday party, he's kind of um, – and I guess he, he's not doing it on purpose, but he's kind of putting her down. Yeah. Because he's kind of calling her a slut. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, what kind of girl who just gives you their number on the bus? Yeah, I know. Right? Uh, yeah, I know. And, and it's exa- – exactly. And he's acting as if they've been dating for, like, years, you know. So he, he's being a bit too forward with his, like, thoughts or whatever. Yeah, but I really felt, like, bad for him at the end, especially when she decides – she finally has sex with him, like, in her little cafe. Um, but, like – She's just like, okay, that was great, you know, moving on. And he's just like, oh my god, wasn't that the best? Wasn't that so good? And then he really, he's like, I know, I, you don't get born with teeth like these and go through life and not know when someone's lying to you. And he gets really hurt and ends up leaving. Yeah. So. Yeah, but still, I kind of feel like he brought it on himself <laughs> a little bit. Well, I mean, yeah, okay, she is so, an awful person. <laughs> yeah. I you know she just is so used to like I think just using men for sex or just trying to f- fill the hole so to speak <laughs> in her life um, that uh, she ends up just like not really I don't know I, I, I it's like she doesn't really think about their feelings or whatever. Um, let's talk about her the other man in her life and that would be Harry. What did you think of Harry? Oh, uh, <laughs> Harry is the one that they break up all the time, but then they get back together because she she knows he's coming back. Yep, I guarantee I'm a Harry because he loves her, but he's yes. but she does not completely make him happy. He's so like he's so emotional. Yeah, he's, and she just frustrates is- him. Yeah, she's this actor just constantly has like it looks like he's got tears in his eyes like all the time. <laughs> I like how he cleans the entire flat when he decides he's leaving. <laughs> and then he leaves that one little dinosaur toy behind. Um, so, I, I don't know. It's like... And, and and then there's there's arsehole guy who's basically just gorgeous. A gorgeous guy. <laughs> he knows it. Yeah. He, like, knows it. But it's it's weird. It's like... It's like he's not commenting on himself. But he does, like, acknowledge how good-looking he is. And... Um, Andy fucked her up the bum. Uh, so, um, so out of the three of them, our sole guy, Bus Roden, and Harry, who would you rather flea bag be with? Who are you shipping? Oh, none of them because she's just so messed none up. <laughs> I mean, she's, Stay away from these yeah, guys. Yeah, she's not ready for anybody. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I almost, I like, I, I'm so, I was kind of happy to see that Harry had moved on at the yes. end. Yes. You know? Because and it was, she keeps I felt abusing sad him. For her, it's almost like she keeps but, abusing him. Yeah. She just, like, got broken up with by our soul guy and, uh, and immediately goes to him. So good for yeah. him for actually coming there with a, a girlfriend. 
So we we touched on dad a little bit. We have to talk about godmother. The step godmother. I was wondering why they called her godmother until it was finally revealed that the father, after the mother died, had dated had then. Yes. Okay. So do you see her as a bad person? Yes, she's Satan. Oh, you think uh, she's so? evil? You think so she's evil. she's passive aggressive and? Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> she's she's scary, and she's got such like control over uh, their father. Like, I also blame the father for being like. I'm sorry. You, I I see. Uh, you know the the lady I'm with slapping my daughter. You know I would be pretty pissed. He doesn't even mention it. He's spineless. Well, but okay, he's spineless, or they needed to get it out in the open because everybody's dancing around it and ignoring it and pretending it's not there, and it's big, this big elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, so Olivia Coleman and uh, who I, love. I do too. She's always but great. Phoebe Waller. Bridge. Bridge. They became friends during the Iron Lady. They were they oh, were yeah. in the Iron Lady, and so Phoebe Waller Bridge. This was a one woman like stand up show that she performed at. <gasps> Look at you! Look it up. I know. Me. I looked this up. Um, she where did she perform <laughs> it? Uh, uh, England. Yes. <laughs> uh. Oh, poot. I can't find it now. Wait a minute. Where was that? The Old Vic. Uh, one of many collaborations between Olivia Coleman and Phoebe Waller-Bridge, they met on the set of Iron Lady and performed together again in Noel Coward's stage play, Hay Fever, and the second series of Broadchurch. After this, Bridge wrote the part of the stepmother with Coleman in mind. Hmm. But she, this was at like a, where did she perform it? At like, what kind of, it was like a festival. Like a, um, Lilith Fair. <laughs> Uh, Lollapalooza. One of those, but Damn. like in England. Um, so anyway. Uh, <laughs> beans and toast fest. I mean, the it's almost like the stepmother can't help that. I mean, the mother's gone. You know, I mean, I know that it's hard when you lose no, a I'm, parent. I'm like... Yes. What if your mother married your dad's best friend after your dad died? Yes. yes. I'm sure that there would be a lot of hurt feelings, but you don't want your mother to deny her happiness. It's all how uh, uh, my godfather would act. Okay. And this godmother does not act at all. Like, okay. First off, she has like the tree in the backyard taken down because uh, her precious little cat Trust was going to get away. Mm-hmm. But I, I got the impression that that was like a, a tree that their mother planted. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two. Uh, what else? Um, Having the sex art show. Uh, sex exhibition. Sex exhibition. Uh, putting her sex life out there for everybody to see. Mm-hmm. That She literally has taken... Her, their dad's penis and nailed it on a wall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's power. That's evil. That, uh, uh, I mean, there, there's, I mean, gosh, she's like openly flirting with our soul guy at the table. Uh, she acts like poor old me yeah. every single time the mother comes right. up. 
And especially on like a day of remembrance for the mother, like she acts super spoiled. Yeah, she talks about her. Oh, well, that's nothing. My ex husband this, my ex husband that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's the worst. I loved Olivia Coleman's performance yeah. of this character. Like she was, but she was like wicked. Like she was really. I didn't. But like she her. wasn't arch, and she wasn't evil. Uh, it was just she really was, good. Yeah, I can't explain. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like she was definitely a a, a villain in the series. I thought um, she definitely does not like Fleabag at all. She doesn't uh, care for any of the family there at all. She just wants power over the husband. I bet the husband, the father, has a bunch of money. And uh, she's uses him to... Uh, I mean, they apparently have this amazing sex life, but I guarantee she uses sex as power over him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah. She's, yeah, because, she's well, the whole sick. deal was <laughs> Fleabag needed money for her cafe. Her cafe's going under. That she oh, started with, her, with Boo, her best friend. And oh, the, she wanted to ask the sister, but she never could find a good time to ask the sister. And so when she's over mm-hmm. at the dad's house, he uh, he's like, well, I don't have any money. We're about to buy this. And, and she finds the pictures of the house they're about to buy in France. Was it France? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, he has money. He's about to buy a second home. And that was right. a very... A very nice house Even though it's hard for us to look at houses in London And say that's a very nice house Because we're used to huge houses You know <laughs> Like they have very little space uh, And so that was a anyway. big house In London mm-hmm. uh, In in London That's a big fancy house But to us it looks so like a that- cramped little apartment <laughs> Is that cafe like a big fancy cafe? Because it looked like she basically had people come into her kitchen and sit down and eat. <laughs> it was so so like tiny. Yeah, I think that was well. You know, like we just got back from New York and we had to go. We, my daughter's friend, took me to this coffee tea shop to buy these little um, ornate. Pastries. I had a bourbon latte and it was delicious. <laughs> mm. But this was a llama themed uh, coffee shop. <laughs> right. And it was cute and dainty and adorable compared to this place being a guinea pig themed cafe. That's kind of gross. <laughs> and did they have a live llama in this place? No. Probably not. <laughs> I don't know. Guinea pig is the least you can keep a guinea pig in a cage. If it was running around loose, I'd be a little like yeah, frightened of it. Yeah, guinea pigs, you know, like I'm sure that there are people. You're frightened of the hygiene. Yes, that likes here, guinea yeah. pigs, but that's not a cute and cuddly animal. Like, <laughs> like llamas. That guinea pig she had was pretty cute. And But also, like, llamas is kind of, it's a kind of animal that you can imagine is probably really cute, but if you really were around one in real life, you would probably think it stunk and was probably gross, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, and everything was matka. Matka? Matka? Everything in New York right now is matka flavored. Matka? Matka. matka. Is it like mocha? No. Or? Matka. It's green tea flavored. I hate green tea. Do you like green tea? Yeah. No, I do not like I green like tea. tea. Yeah. Everything in New York right now is matka flavored. Anyway, all right. So anyway, uh, do we the want- cafe is not 
warm and nice. Mm-hmm. It need, yeah, it's just he has like pigs of guinea pigs just thrown up all over the walls. Also, it's kind of like you go into this cafe and it's like it's just basically like, what do you want? Like she doesn't seem to have any menus out or anything. They just kind of yeah. like go, hey, well, I, and she I don't was out of sandwich. Well, I don't have any cheese. <laughs> she didn't yeah. have any money. She was out of everything, and and, yeah. some, and somebody requested risotto, so she went out to the. <laughs> To the grocery store around the corner and got some microwavable risotto, which is not, you know, the most best way to eat risotto. I had risotto on Arthur Avenue and it was great. (laughs) (laughs) Not not microwave. No. So garlicky. So much. Are there any other characters we should spotlight on before we start running through the episodes? Uh, The bank manager. Oh yes, because that was very. That ended up to be very important. He yeah. turned her down for her loan because she needed more money. Yes, and then she ran into him when she went to the like silent, uh, what silent retreat? He was at like a men's retreat. Slut! Why did everybody keep calling her slut? <laughs> you mean throughout the series? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, was that just her hearing what she thought about herself? Uh, I don't know. You're, again, you're going with this unreliable narrator thing. Yeah. Like, you're thinking that it's made up. I think it's like, I mean, the, the retreat there, uh, we'll get into that. We'll get into the retreat when we talk about that episode because, oh, my God, that, that retreat. Um, but, like, uh, he does call her a slut once, uh, once she leaves the uh, interview. Because she calls him a perv. Uh, but she says she's not trying to shag him. I mean, look at yourself. She's <laughs> just an awful person. She's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like she does not have she like a, a, a stopper, doesn't have a filter, yeah. you know. It, or she just is, you know, is kind of careless in her talk and then realizes, oh, that was kind of an awful thing to say. Uh, which is always fun to watch on TV. Not fun to deal with. All in right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he um, he kind of connects with her afterwards, and it's kind of cool how she has to like um, uh, keep her mouth. She she's she stays quiet because she realizes that he needs somebody to talk to, and uh, and I don't know. She just kind of finds a common bond with him, and then by the end. She gets her interview again, which is cool. Yeah. And she, like, unloads on him, too. I was worried that they were going to end up having sex. No. Uh, I kind of felt like that's where she would... That's her... Where her turnaround point. Where yeah. she realized that she couldn't act out with everybody. Right. What about Boo? Oh, Boo. Sad, sad Boo. Well, I gotta, I gotta commend that actress because she is a like a gorgeous uh, girl, uh, woman. But like, like when they have that actress like on like the end at the end of a rope, basically, and in tears, like they keep cutting to her having like the most ugliest cry face ever. I, I just said, gotta say, she's like a really, really good actress because she can make herself look like completely broken. And also, like, very attractive. Yeah, she well. pl- she so. played all... Like, we didn't get... We just got glimpses of her, but she played all the emotions. Yeah. Because yes. she's the fun friend who makes you do wild and crazy things, and you just mm-hmm. want to have fun with. 
and then she says in the right at the right time she has the 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 very surprising response to situations to make you stop and think yep and yeah you know about the pencil the reason they have erasers on them <laughs> <laughs> so we could uh, uh redo our or fix our mistakes or whatever mm-hmm. yeah i have it in here somewhere all right shall we shall we run through it real quick yes all right, so episode one, I'm just reading the descriptions from my IMDb. Uh, angry, pervy, outrageous, and hilarious Fleabag arrives with a bang, and she spins through the city, grasping at anyone and anything that might keep her head above water. That's pretty much like a description of the series, I, I yeah. think. But, um, like, my first note, and this might come into the unreliable narrator thing a bit, because how I perceive the show is we're seeing everything, and everything that we're seeing is real. But, of course, the one thing that's Unreal is the uh, the fact that she talks to the camera and nobody nobody hears her talking to the camera. Yeah. But my my first note is just like I love it. <laughs> I love when they talk to the camera, especially when they're funny. And, and uh, Fleabag is super funny. Um, but um, I actually got a note from IMDb uh, trivia here. Uh, yeah, I got some trivia too. I don't know if you read this. Um, but there was an interview with her asking her about uh, Fleabag talking to the camera. And she says the camera was the pressure on herself. The camera's watching her. Even though she's like, oh, fuck it. I don't give a shit. I can do what I want. That's her coping mechanism from feeling like she's being watched all the time. Which a lot of women do say that they feel like they've constantly got eyes on them judging every movement or piece of clothing or whatever they make. The relationship between her and the camera is a relationship with her and the idea of being judged. But even though the camera's not necessarily judging her, she thinks it is. So that's why she's constantly having to be like, give a shit, and then crying her eyes out when she looks away. Um, so uh, I, did, I was especially um, moved by um, – I, I especially thought about this when – what is that part? What was that part where um, – it must have been towards the end. I think it was during the sex exhibition where she kind of like turns to the camera and like is repulsed by it. Like she backs right away into some curtains. I forget. Hmm. Like she's trying to get away from it, you know? And I think she's just trying to get away from, um, um, oh yeah, it's right at the, it's right at the end. Like when she's about to actually just repeat what her, what her friend did, uh, which was walking the trail. Oh. But, and, and it's after like, she realizes that like, Pretty much like her father hates her, or, or uh, you know, obviously her stepmother hates her. Her sister now hates her because Martin, you know, she doesn't trust her because of what she said about Martin, um, and she doesn't believe it. Um, but anyway, she's about to wa- walk into traffic herself, and there's that part right before that. I don't mean to be skipped at the end, but there's a part before that where she like like turns and almost runs into the camera, and then backs away scared, and then walks away from it. Um, as if like, no, I'm not ready to talk to you. you know? mm-hmm. hmm. So I, I don't know. I, I was constantly thinking about like her talking to the camera and her relationship with the camera, especially after I read this, like she's thinking of, of us as we're judging her. And throughout the series, she's like, you know, like, Hey, you playing along with me? You playing along? You watching this, you know, and making little quips to mm-hmm. us. But also I think she's trying to impress us. I think she's trying to, and then, you know, and also, especially it comes true when she's, you know, we see the flash of the unbuckling and she's like, I'm not ready for that yet. Mm-hmm. And then she, so. yeah, it, well, and it's almost like she's judging herself, uh-huh. uh, not just us, the camera judging her, but because she's in denial 
for so long until the end uh, that she right. caused Boo's death. Right. So if you want to talk about the word brilliant, taking it back to the beginning uh-huh. of her podcast, like I think that whole that whole thing is pretty brilliant. I, I really like that because it's not just like Ferris Bueller, you know. It's it's Ferris Bueller is just telling a good story and having fun. Yeah, it's you know? the um, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's neat. Yeah, it's a cute gag. It's a cute uh, gimmick or whatever. But it has to have that that pathos to. At the end, and that's yeah. that's what it gave it. So yeah, that's where the brilliance. The just one ep- watch a one episode, you think this is a crass, dark comedy about a person who is terrible. Nobody likes. Mm-hmm. She, she's awful. Why why watch this? And then you get to the end, and and that pathos is the pay. It's the payoff. For it all. <laughs> Um, In Nylon it says While developing her one woman play Fleabag into a television show Actress and writer Phoebe Waller-Bridge Looks for examples of breaking the fourth wall She wanted to translate her Crass and unreliable Narrator to the screen So she watched the Sex and the City Pilot when Uh. When the cast Still spoke directly to the camera I couldn't believe That one Waller Bridge says it just felt so cheesy. So yeah, yeah. We'll be doing that in twenty twenty five. Oh my gosh! I tried to watch Six in the City at work the other day. It's so dated. Like they talk about making love. Like nobody in twenty (laughs) eighteen uses the phrase making love, and like they don't their whole lives. And I know (laughs) that if it was, I know the whole point is Six in the City, but. Their whole lives revolve around men. Yeah. Anyway, oh god. Okay, so we're on episode one of. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, do you have notes for this episode? No, I was or, just looking or, at this. Oh, uh, how she ran her boyfriend off was she started mas- masturbating to uh, Barack Obama, and that. Oh my god! That's like the when when that happened, I was like, I. I love this girl. That is so freaking hilarious. That's hilarious. Though. And that's how she was like, She was, it was like he loves her and he makes her feel so good about herself that she had to do something to to turn him off of her. And she yeah. pushes him away. I think she was, I think she was genuinely though, turned on by Barack Obama well, true. and started masturbating well, and got caught. Maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> but, but also like she doesn't. Like he wants to make love to her, and she doesn't. Yeah, she wants somebody to treat her bad. And so, my next note here is uh, his, her interaction when she gets off the bus with the bus road, and, and he says, "I'll be sure to treat you like a nasty little bitch." And her, she looks in the camera like, "Yay!" And then he cuts back to him, and he's like, "Oh, I was just kidding. I was just kidding." And then it cuts back to her, and she's pouting, looking exactly. At the she wants somebody <laughs> because she feels so bad about herself. She wants a yeah. man to treat her terribly. Right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I love that she, in the interview, she tries to take her shirt off thinking she had it on her <laughs> shirt. <laughs> That's what caused the whole uncomfortable thing. Um, uh, yeah, her relationship with her sister, that she keeps teasing her sister that she once shat in a sink when she was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> like, stop coming back to that. No, that we, we'll always come back to that. You shat in a sink. Like, <laughs> yes, yeah, because her sister is so prim and proper and 
yeah. it has such an important – That's something she d- important job. Did, does all the time, you know. Uh, it wouldn't be mentioned. It's, it's, it's totally uncharacteristic of her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, would you trade five years of your life for the perfect body? <laughs> Both Fleabag and Claire raised their hands. <laughs> yeah, it was supposed to have been like a rhetorical – like, uh, yeah. of course you wouldn't. We are terrible feminists. <laughs> Uh, what else? Oh, the, I love the whole thing with the dude with the laptop coming into the cafe, plugging in all the devices, and then just basically getting, like, a water, I think. <laughs> uh, you didn't watch old old Twin Peaks, right? Yeah. You did? Okay. I was thinking that the bus route wrote it. I wrote down, this guy looks like... City? City. Stop. I was saying, this guy looks like a bucktooth Dick Tremaine. <laughs> Do you remember Dick Tremaine? No, which one is that? He was the other guy that was uh, courting Lucy. There was Harry and Lucy, and then Dick Tremaine was like in charge of the one of the, I think, a department store or something. Um, he was always impeccably dressed. Oh, he was from a soap opera. Oh, oh, the actor. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we find out. I love, I love the whole thing in the end. It's just you know, we find out that the. At the end of the episode, that uh, the, this friend we're seeing actually is dead, you know. So it's interesting watching the show for the first time. You're watching and you're seeing these scenes with Boo, and you're thinking this is all happening in real time. But actually, yeah, there's nothing. Flashback, right? There's are, nothing to lead you to believe it's a flashback. You're right. you're thinking, okay, where's this friend? Where where is she? Uh, that's all I had for one. Um, Two, uh, haunted by memories of her dead best friend, dumped by her emotionally fragile boyfriend, and now desperately trying to sell the stolen statue to Claire's husband, Martin, a man who would like to be unfaithful with her. Fleabag attempts to rekindle romantic fires with the man who prefers a rear entry to distract her from the mayhem of her life. Uh, 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 But the thing about Martin is he wants to be unfaithful with everybody. Yeah. Yep. Like, it's not a Uh, big betrayal uh, that he's flirting with the sister because he just flirts with everybody. Yeah. Yeah, but we don't really see him too often with other women interacting besides Claire. So Yeah, we just have to take Claire's word for it. Yeah. I mean, not Claire. Fleabag's word for it. I could have sworn she had a name. <laughs> I think a couple times they called her Flea. I think her sister called her oh. Flea a couple times. And I think that's like... I think that I read somewhere it was Phoebe, Phoebe Waller-Bridge's nickname. That's a nickname that she had from her family. Yeah. So it's kind of based on... Man, I really... I, I wonder if that's, that uh, stand-up show is on uh, YouTube somewhere. Because uh, I'd, love to, I'd love to see what like Fleabag Live is. Like a, what a Fleabag one-woman show is. Uh-huh. Is it like a Nanette? <laughs> a Nanette, Yes. Uh, yeah, so this is the episode where the, it starts off with that AOL Nation song sale. Uh-huh. Uh, we talked about that. We talked about Martin, Harry cleaning the flats. <laughs> I, lo- I love that uh, she's working in the cafe. She's like, the next man that walks in here is getting ridden to death. And then, Dad! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, don't don't write those. checks that you're whatever, can't cash. <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. Uh, oh yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Um, when she's having sex with uh, our soul guy, how he's like obsessed with how small her breasts. Are. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Harry just wants to make love. And she's like, I just want to be, you know, I want someone to fuck me, you know, like hard or whatever. And then it goes to this really disgusting flashback of some old guy on top of her going, you're so young. You're so young. (laughs) So, yeah, she just feels terrible about herself. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, so Harry is trying to get the get the spark going again. So he decides to hide. We're, I have hidden our vibrators. Our vibrators. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's like, we should surprise each other every day. And she surprises him by <laughs> jumping in the shower yeah, with I'm a mask and a knife. Yeah, masking her face up and jumping in the shower with a knife. Yeah, that's... Why did she think that that would go over well? Like, that's... <laughs> I guess she just thought it was funny. Yeah, she's she's having a laugh. Uh, But, uh, yeah, then he just starts crying. And then, like, later in bed, like, they start talking about it. And then all of a sudden he starts crying. (laughs) Yeah, he's just way too emotional Uh for her. Uh, So uh, that's it for two. That's all I had for two. See, I I tried to be, like, really brief with my notes because I didn't want to talk about every single scene. Uh, Three... Fleabag helps her inappropriate brother-in-law buy a present for Claire, who is organizing her own sur- surprise birthday party. On the hunt for a date, Fleabag reconnects with a toothy friend. Yeah, that's uh, the the episode before she went over there. What, what ain't the parents' house? And she went to try to get. What was it? Anyway, Fleabag like brought it up that the oh, yeah, husband yeah. was She's trying to have a. Private conversation with Martin about the sculpture, and her and she wanted her sister out of the room, so she's like, "We're planning your birthday party." And okay, but of course, and Claire, her because is such Claire, like a, yes, she's such a control freak; she doesn't like right. surprises, so she's going to plan the surprise party herself. <laughs> Hilarious! Yeah, that's pretty funny. Every episode of Fleabag seems to open up with a really funny uh, opening scene, and this one uh, was no exception. The um, the graveyard jogging. And it starts off with this wide shot of a graveyard, and you see Fleabag running and running and running, and gets right up to the camera, and then she starts stretching like a like a normal jogger would, and then she's like, "Just kidding!" And then she starts walking away. I just thought that was funny. Like, yeah, I'm not really <laughs> professional at this, but uh, there's a professional crier there that's every day. Yeah, uh, what oh. was up with that? Uh, just uh, everybody's got their kinks. Everybody's got their things that they do that are that, that's strange or whatever. I th- that and I think better. that he was representative of she needed to deal with her loss of her friend. Like mm. she needed to mourn her friends the the loss. Right. And he was and ex- he was doing it excessively. Like, yeah. Because he was mourning everybody's like, loss. Shh, I'm making right. a point. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it is brilliant. Okay. Um, he he was excessively no, mourning. And she was. You keep talking. I keep talking over you. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. We're, we're, we've beaten that to death. Okay. Go ahead. I was going to say this episode comes full circle at the end where uh, where she goes back to the graveyard and she's like sad because she's sad over Boo. And then she just waves at the crier and he kind of waves back. And I was like, oh, they're like kindred spirits, you know? Yeah. Anyway, uh, 
So the episode begins with her and Claire in the graveyard, and she thinks it's like weird um, that she <laughs> she's like flaunting her her, her life, the fact that she's alive. <laughs> yeah, she thinks it's disrespectful to to jog in the cemetery. Yeah. I mean, it's not crowded. Um, that she's <laughs> it's true. Then she says she farted like her mother the other day, and they, they immediately have a name for it, like door opening or suspicious dark. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great um, And uh, yeah It definitely reminded me of our relationship When uh, Fleabag was trying to make Claire Say the word penis <laughs> <laughs> And then she's Running around she's got to figure out She's got to get a date uh, I forget to the birthday party or something yes. And then she catches a dog Looking her up and down <laughs> She's like wait I can't go out with a dog <laughs> So she says, time to throw the net out and it starts setting upskirt shots to like everybody. <laughs> uh, which, uh, anyway. So and then the, they show a flashback of a montage like of she was sending upskirt shots to her ex-boyfriend and he couldn't get enough of right. them. And- <laughs> yeah. Uh, send me another one. To- she's like trying to work. Um and uh, yeah, it's really telling how close Martin is to his wife because he just has no idea what to get her at, at all. Like, <laughs> and uh, and I like how they go shoe shopping and they're determining like who they are by the pair of shoes. Yeah, that, that was real get. interesting because I mean, like, <sighs> it's so weird to be this age I am because when I was twenty, <laughs> I'd buy all the shoes. Because I didn't have yeah. any money. But now that I go shoe shopping, are high heels me? No, that's not me. Are those casual <laughs> shoes me? No, I want to be nicer than casual. Like, it's so there's it's so complicated. Everyone wants to be gold sneakers. Everybody wants to be that person. Yeah. But they are not. But when you're 20 years old, you're all of those people. You know what I'm saying? When you're 20, yeah. you can buy all those shoes, and you can have a reason to wear all of them. But when you're my age, mm-hmm. it's di- it's different. It's so. Di- you don't have Tuesday shoes when you're your age. No, I've decided Nikes <laughs> every day, Monday through okay. Monday to Sunday, Nike shoes. So you just do it. My feet hurt. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she spots the. Uh, Neighbor boyfriend that broke Boo's heart, and we see like a flashback oh, of that. Yeah, that um, was great. That was because it was so you know light, light-hearted. What are we going to get sister for her birthday? And then, <gasps> yeah, reminder: you're a horrible person. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, we still, so, did, yeah. we still didn't know because they showed us that this was uh, Boo liked this guy. Boo dated this guy. Boo, you know. Did we get did Boo fall in love at this point? Anyway, we well, we see that this is the guy that she probably ends up walking in the traffic over. Yeah. Did you did you figure it out early? By the way, like when we they showed the flash of the belt. Being no, open, did I you figure. It I out? would try to rewind and because it was so fast, all of that, and yeah. like I didn't even know what she said afterward. Like I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I try to rewind and rewatch, and uh, Amazon Instant Video is not. Great with the rewind. <laughs> I would end up yeah, way back that, at the that, beginning of the episode. Oh, Hulu is the worst too. Um, so uh, she takes the rodent to the sex shop <laughs> to find her sister a vibrator, <laughs> the burrower. But I love the whole thing where uh, 
uh, he's like, you should get, you should get a vagina. And she's like, I already have one. And he's like, you, you have one. She's like, yes, I carry it with me all the time. What? <laughs> like, and she's like, yes, I have a vagina. Yeah, I think that <laughs> was just will not get that it. was trying to point out how stupid he was. That he was stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, I would, I would consider him naive. Just totally naive. He really wants to be the the super like charming romantic, but he's it's probably doesn't have a lot of of uh, uh, social skills or I don't know. He's just not good at. He's not not a little dense. Yeah, not a lot of experience. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Yeah, uh, I wrote down another great uh, stepmother quote or godmother. I can't stop thinking about you sitting around in that cafe all alone. <laughs> And then she says, you don't have to be lonely to be alone. Dad taught me that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, uh, Buster Odin throws her into an island in the kitchen. Oh, and the sister. What what broke? What broke? What broke? Nothing broke. (laughs) (laughs) Martin gives her the statue. It's a shrine to your body. And then... um, Fleabag, super upset, goes outside and they have her like a real moment. She says, she's like, uh, she's like, she's going to leave you someday. Like, you're eventually going to lose here, pal. And uh, he's like, I'm looking forward to that. You know, so it's like super evil. Yeah. I don't know. I saw that. And then he forces the kiss on her, you know, or he thinks that they're, she, she wants a kiss and uh, or thinks this is time to make the, make make his move. Yeah. And, and then he like makes it like he does like a little victim blaming and walks away yeah yeah that was great because we see uh that she does love martin you know like you when you look at the two characters you think how can these people be married because he's so crass and just a drunk and but and she's so uptight so uptight and uh she was she really liked what the gift that he supposedly gave her (laughs) Mm-hmm. Oh, this is he thought of me. Yeah, I think it's a it's a classic case of like she's you know just like she takes care of her sister. She takes care. She likes being able to take care of. Martin. Yeah, like Martin is a loose cannon, and she likes being able to take care of him. Uh, she has sex with the rodents. Uh, he knows she's faking. He nearly kills the guinea pig. <laughs> Um, wave to the crier, and that's the end of that episode. Okay, four is uh, the Fleabag and her sister Claire reluctantly visit a female-only silent retreat, courtesy of their father. Their enforced silence is inter- interrupted by an unusual neighboring weekend wor- workshop. Explosive secrets come to light, and a surprising connection with an old equ- acquaintance. So, they go to this place called Mindful Farm because they're still working on their feminism. <laughs> And I love, okay, so this obviously is a work camp. <laughs> you know, they literally call it a thought prison. <laughs> There's no talking. They just have to sit around and think about their life and while they're doing gardening and stuff. So um, I love the, uh, she has this like memory. She's having this flashback of Boo and then it flashes uh, four back to them uh, during the I don't know what is it it's not a lecture but it's you know they're all sitting on the floor and she's talking to them and she's saying let go of your past and she flew back quickly looks at the camera and says bit on the nose yeah <laughs> uh, so uh, of course when they go I love I love when they go to the 
<laughs> they go to the door of this place. They're waiting forever, and all of a sudden, they hear from behind them in the in the distance, sluts. And she just turns around, and goes, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> But the men's camp, I lo- it, it's called Better Man, <laughs> which is so, like, gross. It's like, let's let's uh, learn how to uh, not just not be re- – like, let's learn how to be respectful of women uh, because that's the way to get by in society. Um, let's uh, – you need to be the better man and and um and give them what they want because but we all know and we accept that we're all super angry at women and we just hate them we think they're all complete sluts and uh it, it, it's okay that's okay that's a good, that's an okay feeling uh but we have to learn to be able to talk to females uh without expressing that anger that we have yeah inside. we have to it, be a better man it's one of those things that they have good intentions and there's so many things out there in life that you see on the internet (laughs) they have good intentions but the the way they go about it is wrong (laughs) yeah just you know i'm sorry but teaching a person to be respectful of women does not mean get a dummy of a woman Uh, (laughs) and just stand around and scream yeah like a sex doll (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. It's the worst. Uh, but we see the bank manager there. And, um, and uh, yeah, they reconnect at the end. But um, I don't know. There is, there is some good gags in here. Uh, I love how they set up their – like, you can't talk. But if you need to say anything, write it on this chalkboard. So – we do see when they're out gardening in the background, this woman is being chased around by a, like, by a wasp and the, the leader walks by and goes, Shh, you know, cause she's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, but she's being too, she's being too loud. She needs to be quiet and get back to work. And then later we see in the background, the chalkboard actually says, I've been stung by a wasp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, but uh, truths come out here. Uh, th- actually, this is the think of a moment of tension, and that's when we see the flash of the belt unbuckling, and she says, not for now. Um, but uh, Fleabag tells her sister about the sculpture, where the sculpture came from, and then she tells her about uh, Martin kissing her, which upsets her enough to leave. Yeah, and she, she just she's just gone. Like She can't find her for days after that. Right. And how about that little creepy little thing where Martin actually has a son of his own? That's her stepson who's like fifteen and likes to climb in the bath. With yeah, Claire, when she's trying and to that's take like a bath. all the, the only thing that's mentioned. I mean, we did we don't see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I love I love the very climactic part at the end where she like runs into the room of all the people sitting there meditating, and she says, "Have you seen my sister?" Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. Um, everything else to say about that episode? Nope. We've paid them to have us clean their house in <laughs> silence. <laughs> uh, episode 5, anniversary of Mother's Death. Fleabag and Claire return to their family home for an annual memorial lunch. Although this time there's an interloper. Things get heated between Fleabag and her godmother who muscles her way into the occasion and reveals plans for her sex edition. So it's start. this is another, the cold open is the best exam. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's always comparing herself to Claire, because she says to the doctor, like, oh, I bet you enjoyed uh, 
examining Claire this morning. I'm here to save your life. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And this is another thing that Dad does. He mm-hmm. makes sure he, he schedules their mammograms every year. Oh, yes. Because he the mother died of breast cancer. So he does love them, but that's the way he shows his love. And oh, and that's how he finds out that Claire had been there to, because she can't find her. She's she, she's nowhere to be found. But she did come to the to the uh, doctor that morning to get her breast exam. Right. I think it's not like she can't find her. She's just not responding to any of her messages mm. um, because I'm sure she's still living at home. You know, she's like, well, yeah. I love her little line. Bit of a hassle, but at the end of the day, it's nice to be touched. Yeah. <laughs> So, evil stepmother, they bring flowers for the memorial dinner, and oh yeah, she won't let she them just in like, the house. She le- she makes them she, leave them out on the front porch. Let's leave them there. <laughs> yeah, she's the worst. They can't believe you're taking her side. Well, but I mean, she hates the attention of that girl's mother on her day. She, you, there's nothing that you can specifically point to and say that she's bad or she's being mean I to flee bags. But she's awful. <laughs> <laughs> like her father the father enables her you know it's not just her she's not on her own but like she, her, her father is definitely whipped by her uh but she you know like he has free will he can stop all this nonsense um but yeah so yeah and, and the, uh, the, the, when they talk about how she's the godmother she's like uh yeah i was their godmother until uh they split up and Fleabag's like uh <laughs> When my mom died, <laughs> like they split up. What? Uh, anyway, um, oh, uh, they talk about Claire's uh, periods. Uh, so either something's wrong or it's a period. She's got PMT. Do you know what PMT is? Is it like premenstrual trauma? <laughs> uh, I don't know. What? You're a girl. You're supposed to tell me this stuff. Let me Google it. PMT. Uh, anyway, PMT menstruation, menstrual cycle. Here we go. PMT. Okay. Oh, I guess it's just pre- it's just premenstrual syndrome. Hmm. I just figured PM. Maybe it's the British version yeah. of PMS. There's going to be some angry British premenstrual person, tension. Uh, that's going to post in our group. <laughs> like, what are you talking pre-menstrual about? Premenstrual tension. Oh, tension. Okay, that makes sense. Because she calls it her monthly confidence crisis, and we we see that she like like she this this whole thing where she reinvents herself every time it happens, <laughs> and we see this quick cut of her just like walking out this bright blue body stocking, and it's just like what? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, um, uh, so the dad is like super nervous, like he's so scared, like when he drops something on the kitchen floor, he's like, "We have to pick this up right now, or she'll." Well, it's because Fleabag, she says, oh, look, my dad can't stand to be in the same room with me. And so when she walks yeah. in the room, he's awkward and uncomfortable and nervous, and he doesn't know what to do with himself. Yeah. But also, he's scared. He's scared of everybody, I think. I don't know. Um, I love the flashback in this episode where Boo puts on Fleabag's clothes so Fleabag can yell at herself. Oh, yeah. That was cute. <laughs> Because I was yeah, like, the, what the is short, going on? Yeah. <clears throat> the short bits of rebellion we see at the uh, at her father's house where she lets Precious out. She sits in the bathroom and smokes. And she has the window open, but then she just like blows it into the room <laughs> rather than out the window. <laughs> yeah, she's just like rebellion. Just like 
just like a little brat, bratty teenager. And then uh, the godmother says, when you've had a few drinks, you're just like your mother. And that's when Fleabag pushes her, and then um, she gets slapped for it. She's mm. so evil. Go back and watch those. I mean, yes, she is, but it's... She's... She's, uh... uh what do you call it? Evil. Uh, <laughs> I think of the word. The word... Thesaurus.com. Uh, when you're... Uh, uh, Anyway, so... Oh, did we get to the point where she steals the wine? Uh, when did that happen? It, I think it was when Harry came back. They were going to get back together. And she was like, oh, I need to get some wine. Oh, yeah. And so she goes to the yeah. wine store. And she, she shoplifts it. And the shopkeeper, shopkeeper comes. Are. I know who you are. I saw your face. You're not going to get away with that again. Like she's done it before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, right at the end of this episode, like Claire announces that she's leaving and is going to give her the money for the cafe. Yeah, everything's coming up realized, fine. Everything's going to be great. And then she also stole the sculpture back. They were just returning it, but now she stole it back again and gave it to Fleabag <laughs> because her stepmother's evil. Anyway, uh, episode six. Uh, this is the last episode. Uh, Fleabag takes a date to her godmother's sex exhibition to discover a few shocks are in store for her there. Including a declaration of love, a familiar piece of work, and an entire wall of surprises. But where is Claire? The season finale forces Fleabag to face up to her actions and to finally reveal what happened to her beloved friend, Boo. Yeah. So. Okay. So, the sex position was a little over the top. It was a little ridiculous. <laughs> Those wall of penises? I love when they're like, which one's your father? She's like, a second on the left. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> the hot guy goes with her. And, oh, they they have sex. And then he says, oh, I've got to tell you this, but i gotta think of, I got to think about it today. So he goes to yoga. And he meets back up with her. And he's going to share his feelings with her. And she thinks that he's going to declare his love. Because, yeah. because he loses his erection during sex. And she thinks... Oh, it's because he got to thinking about his emotions and he's fallen in love mm-hmm. with me. Right. And I love how they set this up because, you know, she, you know, she's talking to us about like how this is kind of like a bummer. This sucks. Why does he do this? You know, this is not what she wants. She doesn't want this guy falling in love with her. But like the surprise that comes it, comes from it is the fact that he's not and he's fallen for somebody else. <laughs> And uh, and it's like, yeah, you kind of get what you deserve for just just like whatever, you know, like about somebody else's feelings. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, kid stuck pencils up a hamster's ass and Boo feels bad that the kid got locked up for it. <laughs> Fleabag goes to this exhibition and gets handed a tray of drinks. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, okay. Now, this was pretty bad that the godmother expected her to be uh, one of the staff. And not uh, be a guest at the. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, I hate her so much. And then the whole poor me about the stolen sculpture. She puts an empty standee and she's like, it inspired a new piece of art. It's called A Woman Robbed. <laughs> and she says, don't think of this uh, exhibition as, you know, something to the latest. This is about power. And then she just glares at Fleabag. Yeah, and what did she say? She takes a photo of her nude body every day. (laughs) Yeah, it's like thirty years or something. 
Oh, oh and yeah. then there's the statue. She was like, oh, he looks familiar, and it's Harry. Yeah. <laughs> what do I... Where's my where's penis? My oh, it's on the wall over there. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, so... Um, Claire then finally shows up with Martin and, uh, and at the, you know, Flea has enough. She walks out with her tray of champagne, drops a glass, and then she picks up another glass and they're like, don't you dare. You know, like, don't you dare. Uh, uh, like she's going to drop the other glass and then she just like drops the entire tray of drinks and then just takes a big drink out of the glass that she's holding. Oh, I was like, badass. I, I, God, I love her. Um, and then she has a argument with her father. Her father's like, I am allowed to be happy. And I, you know, again, like he's got like a collar on his throat because like they're having this, this private discussion outside and the godmother cannot help but come out onto the sidewalk and stand there and wait for him to come back. Yeah. And and the whole thing of the idea of the ex- exhibition, you know, the dad doesn't like, he doesn't want his all of that put on display for the right. whole world to see, but he's not going to, he's going to let her do whatever she wants to do. Uh, but yeah, this is after uh, Martin turns the story around and Claire doesn't trust her after what she did to Blue. So she talks to her father and um, I did like this quote. <laughs> Why do daughters get to say that they're fucked up by their fathers when it's so often the other mm-hmm. way? <laughs> so yeah, Fleabag's about to step into traffic, but the bank manager pulls up and she says, Fuck my cafe, fuck my family, fuck my friend by fucking her boyfriend. I fuck everything. You know, either everyone feels like this a little bit or they're just not talking about it, or I am completely fucking alone, which it really isn't fucking funny. <laughs> Which uh, I just had to write that down because it's a good quote. Um, she's just at the end of at the end of her rope, like I, was, I said before. Is like, uh, like she's completely completely alone, and um, and realizes she's just fucked everything up. So I I do hope uh, I and I like how the bank manager brings it back to people make mistakes, you know, and kind of gives her the gives her the hope that her uh, her friend Boo. Gave her at one point You know people make mistakes that way. That's why they put rubber on the end of pencils um, And maybe the maybe In ser- series 2 the bank manager Will be like her new best friend <laughs> Hmm I don't know Yeah Or at least a, a confidant So I'm assuming that this whole six, six episode arc Is her working out this whole uh, Guilt That she has over her friend dying and I feel like at the end of it, like when he says people make mistakes, I feel like that arc is finished. She'll still feel terrible. She'll still miss her friend, but she won't be like, won't beat herself up so much about it and uh, completely screw up her entire life. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how there could be a season two, but there's always ways, you know. It doesn't seem like the, I don't know. It's not a very, to me, it wasn't. That satisfying of a of an ending. I'm like, I want more. I want. Oh I want no! To, to me, it was completely re- wrapped up. Oh really? Yeah. I just feel bad of her on her own and not reconnecting with her sister and taking down these these evil people like Martin and. Oh uh, well, yeah. So 
it would be a depressing ending if it was like just like a movie and that was it, you know. <laughs> At least like another scene of her being like, you know, he's right. I <laughs> I really need to get my stuff together. And yeah, a season of, of getting herself of, back together and not hating herself yeah. and not uh, wanting men to be awful to her and calling her. Yeah. Doesn't want people to call her sluts and treat her like a awful person. So yeah. I guess that could be season two. Well, I don't know. I've talked. I've talked enough about this show. Uh, it was a good, good watch. I'm glad we did it. I'm glad I watched it. I can't say mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I didn't love it. I laughed a lot. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think it was that funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I just think the ending made it very poignant. And it was, on a character level, it was very satisfying, the arc. But as far as wanting to see more of this, I, I don't want to watch it again. Oh. But, well, it was my second time watching it. I, I enjoyed it uh, again. But, I mean, I, I did. There was a place missing in my life for a, you know, like, so I watched Girls and that ended. And I watched, I needed a female show like this a character driven show you know better things is a really great uh female show about women a woman Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean i always feel like i need to watch a show with a very strong female um voice like that right like a joey potter or or lois lane or (laughs) no like a small show (laughs) Like an Angela Chase. Uh. Yeah, like a critically acclaimed, uh, uh, what, what do they call those dramas? Uh, prestige, prestige drama. I, I got to say, uh, I don't watch a lot of comedies, but I always gravitate to the comedies with the dramatic bent to it. And yeah. If there's, a, if there's a comedy that'll also make me cry, I, I will love to watch yeah, it. Yeah, I um, do too. So, yeah. Uh, speaking of cro- comedies that'll make you cry, um, our Ooh, next yeah, series. we're gonna get some female voice. We're gonna get like the Ooh. ultimate female voice from our uh-huh. next series. Uh, girlfriend went from uh, walking out of her sixties office with her sunglasses and her cigarette in her mouth right into the land of Gilead, where uh, uh, horrible stuff that is definitely going to happen. Um, in the yes, future. if we have children in cages, we can definitely have this. Yeah, talking about Elizabeth Moss in The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, I gotta psych myself up. <laughs> gotta get ready. Gotta prepare. I okay. So to let people know this is another one of those shows where I have watched it all, and Steph is not. Steph, you started it. You got about fifteen minutes in. Or no, or? I, I don't know how many episodes. Let's see. I watched maybe three. Okay. Well, we're going to be talking. Did we decide two or three for the, our first going? Oh, two, right? We got two seasons. We have 13 and 10. We have 23 episodes so far. Well, to be honest with you folks that are, that are listening, and thank you for, for listening, um, uh, we're, we're doing this uh, at the same time as another podcast, Redemption Cast, which we're trying to wrap up. Um, so I can't watch all the TV. Yeah. <laughs> So on the weeks that we do Redemption Cast, which we are doing one this week, um, we'll probably be watching, what, like three 
or two? Ooh, let's start out with two. What, what did we decide? We're going to start with two, but we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, and we'll, you know, this probably be different week to week, depending on <laughs> what we can do. Um, and uh, also, I think after Handmaid's Tale, we're, that'll probably be Veronica Mars time. We'll probably need something Ooh, light and, light oh, to get into. Thank goodness. <laughs> Uh, but we'll talk about the two, first two episodes of Handmaid's Tale. We do hope you watch along. It's on Hulu. I know it's on Blu-ray too. I think if you really don't like the streaming services, um, follow us at We Don't Want to Wait and go to our Facebook group, Facebook.com/group/Dawson's Group. <laughs> and uh, uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Fuck me up the ass. Okay. <laughs>